Welcome to Awake and Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual, pot, I'm sorry, podcast from one girl, no joint, a baby, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, please roll something and get the day started. Uh, it is Kels here, and I am not alone. If you hear little, little tiny baby squeals, that's my little Phoebe June sitting on my chest. I've got like her in the little baby wrap um, because she will not leave my side. And uh, obviously, I am now a mom, which is weird as fuck, to say the least. It's 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 weird as fuck. Oh. It's crazy. Oh, there's little Phoebs. Her eyes are open now. She's got the prettiest blue eyes. Um, okay, so yeah, I thought that Phoebs and I would hop on here. Oh, maybe she's not going to let me do this. <laughs> she just wants to be a part of the show, everybody. So Phoebes and I are going to hop on here and tell you the story of how she she came to be, how how she entered this world, because it's kind of an awesome story. So once upon a time on the evening of August 7th at 2 a.m., which I guess is kind of the morning of August 7th, um, early in the morning on August 7th, I woke up and I was feeling a little crampy and I was like, hmm, this is weird. About a week prior, I had had some cramps and Cole drove me to the hospital and everything. I thought I was in labor. Turns out I wasn't. And so when I woke up this time at 2 a.m., I was like, this feels different. But I was like all of a sudden super anxious about maybe not being in labor and like having to go and again be that person who's like, I'm in labor and then get sent home. So super anxious. I woke up 2 a.m. having the cramps um, and then I went to the bathroom and I realized that I was like bleeding a little bit. For those of you who don't know, it's very normal to have something called bloody show when you start to enter into labor. And I say that because it can happen for some women early on. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean that you are in labor. Um, but for me, I had a feeling that it meant I was in labor because that along with the contractions, which I still was just calling cramps because I wasn't sure if they were contractions. Um, so I was bleeding like a little bit. It was just like a little bit of pink when I wiped, you know, you ladies know what I'm talking about. Men, if you don't learn about vaginas. Um, so it was just like a little pink when I wiped. Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, it's two in the morning. I feel too anxious to sleep now because I'm like, am I in fucking labor? So I went in and I woke up cold. Well, really, I just like he stirred. And then I was like, are you awake? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I think I might be in labor. And then he was awake, awake. Um, so we sat up, sat up. I went out to the living room, sat on the couch. And I was like, just again, like overthinking everything. Like I was like, is this everything that I felt like I felt? I was like, was that real though? Or am I just being a baby? Or is this blah or blah, blah, blah? Like just everything. I was questioning everything that I was going through. And so I started timing the contractions. And what they say is that they're going to come at like, usually it'll start at like 15 minute intervals and it'll get closer. They'll get closer and closer together. And you're supposed to go to the hospital when they hit five minutes apart one minute in length for one hour. It's the five one one rule for those of you who don't know. Um, so I was like timing them and they were like six minutes, anywhere from six minutes to four minutes apart. So then I was like, there's no way these can be real then because like I didn't have any super spaced out. Like this is, it's too fast. Um, so I was sitting there, we sat up to like 3.30 in the living room watching the office and we were just like, 
I don't know, talking about it. I was, we were timing them and I just was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then finally Cole was like, all right, we're just going to go to the hospital because I don't want you having a baby here. So I like was like, okay, I guess, I guess we're going to do this. So we let the dogs out, fed them breakfast, got in the car. The hospital's like 50 minutes away from where we live. So we had a little bit of a drive. They were getting a little bit more intense as we drove, but I was like, again, still just super unsure of everything. It was the weirdest feeling. It was like the most out of body experience because I was just like, I, because I had been turned away before and told that I wasn't in labor, I just felt like I have no idea what labor feels like then. And then I also was thinking like, these are really painful. Like if this isn't labor, I, I'm not going to fucking make it. <laughs> so we finally got the hospital at like 4.30. We get, we go upstairs. Um, they bring you into like a triage room. The hospital that we delivered at, I'm not going to like say because this is online and I don't want people being creepy. Um, but the hospital that we delivered at was really, really nice. Um, and they have like a triage room that you get to go into before you get put into like a labor and delivery room. Um, which I don't think all labor and delivery floors have that. Like it just, and it just was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful unit. It was like freshly redone, I think within the last year or two years. Um, and the staff was incredible. We'll get on that. But so basically we went into the triage room. I had a wonderful nurse and a kind of annoying doctor as a nurse. Doctors just aren't my favorite thing in the world. They're really kind of like my least favorite thing. Um, so I had this great nurse and then this kind of annoying doctor and the doctor came in and she was kind of like, it was the same doctor I'd had the week prior. And she was kind of like, I don't really think so, but like, we'll see, we'll do like some tests, but probably not. And I was like, okay, well I'm 39 weeks and five days. Like, can you just induce me if this isn't it? Because I don't know if I can handle whatever you're going to tell me is really it. And she was like, well, it's super busy today. We have like five C-sections scheduled for the morning. And so I was kind of like in my head, like, okay, so they don't think this is labor and it's not, and I'm crazy. And I just was like getting really down on myself for like, not under, like nothing feels more, um, nothing makes you feel like less of a human than not understanding your body and what it's like signaling. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if it's the same for men or maybe this is like an innately, um, feminine feeling that's related to our ability to like procreate and like care like you know like specifically like as far as like periods all of that stuff like I don't know I, I just always feel and like the lack of education on all of that like whenever I get something wrong about like the female anatomy parts of me or you know the uterus I don't want to disclose or disclude disinclude hmm I'm not even high what is the word oh well um uterus problems. I'm just going to say that gynecological problems. Um, I guess I'm sure men have the same thing when they have problems with like their prostate or sperm stuff. But I just mean like something about like reproductive health is so, um, it makes you feel so alone and stupid and like, or at least me, it makes me feel so alone and stupid. And like, like whenever I get things wrong or when something, for whatever reason, when something happens in that realm of my body, I question it just so much. So I kind of like was like, okay, so I'm not in labor. I don't know anything. I thought my water had kind of broken. It was like trickling down. She made me feel like it that wasn't didn't happen. Like, so they tested me for my water breaking and then she checked my cervix and I was like still one and a half centimeters. Um, which if you don't know, you're supposed to get up to 10 when you deliver. 
So I was not like I was one and a half. Like I was still at the very beginning and I had been one and a half for like two weeks. So it was like not a big deal. So I was again, like getting bummed. Um, so then we had to wait for that test result to come back about the, uh, if my water had broken. And so Cole and I kind of were like sitting there and we were like, all right, so I guess we're going home. But I was like freaking the fuck out. Cause I was like, am I just going to deal with this paint? Like, hold on though. Like I can't be going home. Like I had to stand up and like rock. I couldn't sit still. It was, it was painful. So little Miss Dr. Know-it-all comes back and she was like, okay, so your water did break and we are going to admit you and you're having a baby today. And I wanted to be like, I fucking told you so, bitch. Um, but I didn't because I was in pain and I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> at this point, the pain was like, like pretty bad period cramps is the only way I could describe it. Like it wasn't unbearable or anything um, yet, but it was just really uncomfortable. And like, you ever have those period cramps that like, you just like, yeah, you can't sit still through. Like you just, I need to like rock back and forth or like be in the fetal position. It was like that. Um, so then they got to check me into my delivery room. And again, like this hospital had just beautiful rooms. I'm so grateful. Um, number one, I'm grateful that I didn't have to deliver in a military hospital, Cole being in the Navy. You know, if we were in San Diego, I would have had to deliver at the Naval base or like the Naval hospital. Um, and I got to do it at a normal civilian hospital, which I love, um, because I didn't have to deal with fucking military doctors because a doctor's bad. A military doctor is worse. Um, I'm going to burp. So I was in my labor and delivery room. My, I had my same nurse. She came with me for a little bit. It was like 5am at this point, 530 maybe. Um, and she was like, all right, well, we probably won't see a doctor till like seven when the doctors come on. So just kind of sit tight. Like, you know, if you don't want any pain medication right now. And I like that early on, I, I believe I could have had an epidural, but actually what they were going to give me was going to be morphine, um, which is safe that early on. But I just didn't want that because it doesn't necessarily take away the pain so much as it just makes you like loopy. Um, and I didn't, I just, I don't know. I was like, nah, I'm good. My goal, like my, my birth plan was to wait until I was at seven centimeters and then get an epidural and then push the fucking baby out. So I was at 1.5, it was 5.30, six o'clock in the morning, wanted to wait till seven or had to wait till seven to see the doctor. Um, so Cole and I just kind of like Cole went and got our bags we settled in. I called my parents and let them know. I called his parents. Like, we just were like, okay, like we're doing this. And then spent until the doctor came in, just like looking at each other being like, is this happening? Oh my God, this is happening. Um, and it did happen. And so, uh, then the doctor came in and she was fucking amazing. I am in love with this doctor. Uh, she was so cool. And you, you'll hear more about that as we go on. But for this morning part, um, she comes in, she's super nice. She just like introduced herself, asked me what I want, asked me like, you know, what my dreams for a, a delivery would be, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I taught, we talked to her and she was just very realistic and like answered all my questions. So then she went to check my cervix um, and she, you know, put her fingers in checked it. I was at three centimeters. So I had grown, my cervix had grown. Um, and the baby's head was like right on my cervix. So it was like, 
okay, so if you're non-medical people, you have to uh, dilate, which is how wide your cervix opens, 10 centimeters. Then there's effacement, which is how thin your cervix cervix gets. Think about it like um, Play-Doh. If you're stretching it out, then it's also going to get thinner. Um, so effacement is the thinness of it. And then the um, fetal position is... Um, how far down in your pelvis it is. So like negative four is all the way, it's not all the way up, but like it's up, it's not, it's not engaged at all. And then positive four would be like almost crowning, like it's in your vagina. Um, so I was three centimeters fully effaced and um, like a position, like a plus, mi- minus one position. So like she was pretty, pretty at my pelvis, pretty at my cervix. Um, and so I, we were like, oh, wow, this is kind of progressed quick. Like it's, it's been like an hour since the last time I was checked. Wow. Um, and I hadn't had no Pitocin, which is what is like the uh, induction medication. So um, she was like, all right, well, I can feel you still have a little bit of your amniotic sac. So I'm going to break your, the rest of your water. Um, she did that. And I thought it was going to be painful. They use like the, almost like a crochet hook, which was weird. Um, it didn't hurt at all. But when I tell you, I've never felt more disgusting. Like it was like I peed the bed without peeing. It was the weirdest thing. It was like the, it was the weirdest like gush of water out of me. I I hated it. I, that was honestly probably the worst part of this whole delivery was having my water broken and not because of pain. <laughs> so, um, I did get a little nervous at this point because she, when she broke my water, she let me know that, um, little baby had, pooed in there. Um, meconium is what's called, what's the, what the first poop's called after coming out of the body. And sometimes the baby releases some of that within. Um, and it wasn't a problem, but it can potentially cause problems. Like if they had breathed it in, stuff like that. She wasn't worried about that. They just wanted to, when she, when I pushed the baby out, they were going to just have the NICU there to be safe. Um, and so I, I got like a little bit nervous, but when I tell you that my my only like birthing technique, my only, the only thing that got me through was just being like, like surrender, just surrendering to the universe, surrendering to, surrendering to my journey, to the process, to all of it. I just was like, okay, everything I took, everything that happened, I just was like, okay, we're going to let this happen. Okay. We're going to let this happen. This is what's going to happen now. When it came to like being in pain, I just was like, okay, it's painful now, but it's going to end. So after she broke my water, um, that's when things started getting real, real for me. Um, <laughs> it does like speed things up a little bit when they break your water. So I I started feeling things a lot more intense. Um, like when I said before that the cramps that I was having, the contractions, I always call them cramps for some reason. The contractions I was having were like bad period cramps. These contractions were like five times that (laughs) it was getting real intense. I couldn't sit still. Um, but like to the extreme, like, like I I had to, like, I was in so much pain. Um, I tried standing and rocking. I tried sitting. I tried all these different things. Honestly, I felt the most comfortable on the toilet because my water had broken. And so I just kept constantly feeling like I had to pee. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's normal, but for me, I just was like, I just feel like I have to pee and I didn't want to pee the bed again. Like I hated that feeling. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so I just sat there and was letting it go. Like I just, um, and my birthing class, our teacher, Beth, she again was an amazing nurse. She worked on this labor and delivery floor actually, but she wasn't on shift when I delivered. Um, 
but so I, she had said that something that helped her through her pregnancies was just to remember and like keep saying the mantra of, um, I trust my body and I will let it do what it needs to do. Um, and I thoroughly lived by that. I had all these plans of like, I had these birth affirmations, I had playlists, I had things that I was going to do to distract myself, but I literally only was repeating that one mantra. Like that is what I needed was to just keep telling myself that my body knows what it's doing and I trust it. Um, and the pain is the strangest pain in the world because it ends. Like it is like your period cramps. Like it's, it's, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but she's making the cutest little breathing as she sleeps on my chest. Um, making the cutest breathing. A little weird. I, Kelsey, you got to learn to talk again. I've been in Ohio for too long. Okay. Anyways, the pain. Um, so like contractions typically last like, last like two minutes max. So like when one of these really bad contractions would start, I would feel it come on and it kind of had, it's like a wave, like it has a rise, it has a crest and then it has a fall. Um, and they sucked. I, I'm not going to like lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It, it was the most pain I've ever felt, but I just was able to keep breathing and remember like, okay, my body knows what's happening. And then like, if I could distract myself for what felt like a minute, then I'd be like, okay, I'm halfway done. Like I, even if I was lying to myself, like I, I would, I knew that it was going to end. You, I knew I was going to get some reprieve. Um, and that just really helped a lot to like have those moments. And then obviously Cole was with me the entire time and he was so incredibly helpful. My original plan was to have him do this episode with me, but he's napping now. Um, and as new parents, our sleep is fucking precious. So, um, he was with me the entire time and he was so sweet. Like guys, I can't even, I'm going to like cry, but, um, the most supportive partner I've ever could have imagined for myself. Like I, I just, I'm in awe of him and everything that he did for me. Um, I feel terrible because he was so sweet and kind and like doting to me, like anything I wanted every, like every time I would have a contraction, he would be like, what can I do for you? And I had to keep being like, honey. I love you. Um, I can't answer questions while I'm in this much pain. And so he'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd have another contraction and he'd be like, what can I do? What can I do? And I was like, I'm literally going to kill you. Um, I was definitely not a nice laboring wife. I, I was not nice. Thank God he loves me so much because I kept like, he would like try to rub me or give me like massage. And I would like be like, please stop touching me. His hands felt too hot. That's all I remember is that his hands were just too warm for me. Um, and so I would like slap him away. And then I'd be like, after, after the contraction ended, I would be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he was like, you're literally like a Canadian, uh, what did he call me? Like a Canadian laborer because like, yeah, I would be a bitch. And then I would just be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he was like, you don't need to apologize. But like, he was saying my affirmations for me about like, you're so strong, you know, you're amazing. You're a woman, you can do this. Like your body is amazing. Like just literally guys, like it was, he's the most amazing partner in the world. And this really showed like we were in this together 100% completely. Like there was no going back. Like they're like, no, no going back. Obviously there was no questioning that like, this was a team effort completely though. Lucky for him, he didn't have to feel any of the pain and he got to eat. Uh, when you give birth, you're on clear liquids, which is all right. I have some thoughts about it, but we're not going to get into that today. So, now it's like 9.30. Um, these contractions were unbearable. I am shaking. I am puking. 
I was like, how, like in my head, I was like, I'm probably like only like another centimeter, like four centimeters. I'm I, like, nope, I'm tapping out. I, I literally said to my nurse um, who this, this was a different nurse now because um, of shift change at seven. And my, this is the, the nurse that I had at this point is the one who was there throughout the delivery. Um, she is an angel from the universe. Like I was so divinely protected, guided. Like I, I, I can't even put into words something about me is that um, I am a strict female care patient, um, which I don't know if I think I've mentioned that on an episode before, um, but you can do that. You can choose to be female only care and they kind of have to honor it. Obviously, if it's like you're in the emergency room and like, okay, you get the doctor that you get, but um, I am a strict female only female care only patient. I, I don't, um, I, I, I can't, be taken care of by men. I've had too many bad experiences with male practitioners. Um, and again, with like, like in the emergency room and labor and delivery, you're kind of dealt the hand that you're dealt. Like I only had options or my only option was the doctors that were on call that day. And I was, I don't even want to say lucky. I, I, the universe has me. And so I had a female doctor, um, in labor and delivery, it's typically only female nurses, but I had my female nurse who, and they both like, like the team that we had, it was just so incredible. It was like family, like immediately. And we laughed, we cried. Like it was, we all just, it was beautiful. (laughs) Um, so anyways, so I literally said to my nurse, I was like, I don't need to be a hero. I need the epidural now. So when you want to get an epidural, a little, little education for all my friends out there who might someday have a child, um, you have to have a thousand milliliter bolus first of fluids, then they can call anesthesia, and then you have to wait probably like half hour for them to get there. So it takes a little bit of time. You don't just get to say it and then get it. So I did that. I was sitting waiting in so much pain again, like shaking, puking. I genuinely don't even really remember this part, and this is why I wanted Cole to be here on this episode with me because this is like when he remember. This is when he was the rock star, and like I just. I just remember moments of pain. Um, and that's only like when I think about it, like, I'm not saying like I was traumatized and that like all I remember from my labor is pain, (coughs) but I just mean that of this part, like I just remember like breathing through contractions. I just remember being like, like all in my head being like, I'm going to get through, I need to get through and then getting through the next one. Um, and then eventually my anesthesiologist came up and when I tell you an epidural is the greatest thing in the world, I'm unbelievable. I I am in love with it. Um, it's very weird because like it's you're not numb. You can still feel, but you don't feel the pain. If that makes like it's it's the it's the wildest feeling. Um, and so I got that, and it was like immediately night and day difference between before. Now, I will say, I think I could have done it without an epidural. I think I could have made it because at this point, actually right after I got the epidural, they checked me and I was like seven centimeters. So I was actually almost done. Like with the heart, well, the hardest part is the, um, eight to 10. That's supposed to be like the worst part, but I was, I was fucking there. Um, so like I keep, t- I told Cole afterwards, I was like, I think I could have done this without the epidural. However, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. And I wouldn't have had this magical experience that I did have, which I will say that my birth was beautiful magic. Um, so I got my epidural and then you get a catheter. So I got my first catheter ever. Um, also weird. Um, because you don't have to think about peeing, like it's such a crazy thing, things that you don't think of. 
Um, so I got my first catheter and then I was like in heaven. Like I was sitting there, I was seven centimeters. I was like, Ooh, I'm almost done. Um, but I had a feeling I was like, Oh, this last part's going to take forever. So I got to have a popsicle. I was watching friends, which guys, since you already know, probably from Instagram and stuff, I had a baby girl named Phoebe. Um, it just seemed perfect that I got to watch Phoebe before delivering Phoebe. Um, so I probably got the epidural. It was like, I think like 10, 10, 15. Um, Cole got a little bit of rest in. I got a little bit of like naps in between contractions because while I wasn't in as much pain, I was still having this really sharp pain in my like left side of my pelvis. Like it felt like it was like in my hip and, um, that can be normal that not all of you gets kind of numbed up. And so I just was like, all right, whatever, this is part of it. And it was better than it was before. So I, I was still feeling it, but I was like, it's okay. Like I can get through this and I would just like sleep in between contractions. So then at like, I think it was like 1145, um, the nurse came back in. Um, she was talking to me. We were like, we were just like, she was asking how things were going, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the doctors came in, another female doctor, um, came in and she was like, I'm just going to check your cervix real quick. And so I was like, all right, like check it out. I can't feel it. So do what you need to do. And she literally like barely put her fingers in and was like, oh, okay, you're having a baby. And I was like, wait, what, how, how am now? <laughs> um, can I get a nap in? Like I, I was in shock. Um, remember this whole thing started at 2 AM. It's 10 AM. 10. Okay. We'll say 11 AM. No, it was, pa it was like 11.45. So like almost noon, whatever guys, it's been like 10 hours. So I was told that it's time and I'm going to start pushing. And that was like, they just were like, okay, like that's what you're going to do. Um, didn't know this, but you pretty much push with just your nurse. Like it was just me and, and my nurse for a lot of it and Cole, obviously. Um, and this is where it just, <sighs> became the most beautiful like it was it was excruciating I'm, I'm gonna say that the physical exertion that I had to put into it pushing it's very weird people say it's like pooping it is but it isn't it's like it's more on your abdominals I feel like um and you actually have to relax your perineum which I didn't like I, I don't know it just like all it all is so different than what you think like even if you're listening to this and I'm get, telling you these little things like it's just gonna be so different than you expect um, and so, yeah, like I, I started pushing, I, Cole held one of my legs, the nurse held the other. Um, I had pictures of my dogs and of John, my best friend. I had a picture of Danny and Danny's dog monkey. Like I just had all that, like all this stuff around me that I, like, I was just, I surrounded myself with love. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to push this baby out. And so let's say I started pushing at like noon, I think it was, um, it was surreal, the actual act of pushing out my child. Um, and again, this is where I'm why I'm saying, like, I don't think I would have, I think I could have done it without the epidural, but I don't think I would have enjoyed it and found it as beautiful because I would have been in more pain. But it was so cool. Like, I, I loved it, <laughs> which is weird. I never thought I would say that. But, like, the connection with Cole during it was incredible. The connection with my nurse was incredible. The connection of just my body. Like I've never felt so in tune with myself, which is such a um, flip from how I felt early in that morning when I was like, am I questioning everything? Like, am I really in labor, blah, blah, blah. When I was pushing her out, I was so like, 
oh, this is this is it. Like, this is what we're meant to do. I'm going to bring my baby into this world and let's do it. Like, I just was in the zone. Um, but I was still able to enjoy everything. Like, we still were making little jokes and, like, I was in charge and, like, you know, in between contractions, we would talk and I would have sips of water and, like, focus about what, what had happened in the last contraction, what felt like it worked and what didn't. And then a contraction would come on and I would just be like, okay, guys, like, let's go. <laughs> and so I pushed... I'm going to say through like three contractions, maybe four. So like 10, 15 minutes of pushing. And then um, I, 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 Cole and the nurse were like, okay, like we can kind of see the head now. Um, and so the nurse called like on their little cell phone things. And she was like, all right, we're going to need a doctor in here. And then she had kind of weird look on her face. <laughs> Remember how I said earlier that it was a busy day in labor and delivery? Well, it was a busy day. So we didn't know if we were going to have a doctor. Like we, she thought maybe she was going to have to do this alone, like which she'd done before. And I trusted her, but like still a little bit weird when you're in that vulnerable position. And then someone gets a look of like, uh Oh, um, so, um, we just had to keep pushing. Like you have to keep going. I'm, I'm in the middle of birthing my child. So we, <laughs> we just like the three of us were like, okay, here, here we go. Like we're, we're going to do this. So, uh, I kept pushing. I think I made it through like two more pushes and then the doctor did show up. Um, and it was the first doctor that I had seen the one that was amazing that I loved. Um, and she just came in and she was like, all right, like let's do this. And then she like looked down and I, I was like in the middle of a push. And then she was like, oh, oh, we're doing that right now, like right now, right now. So she like count up real quick and everything. And yeah, I did. I had one contraction and, and then another. And then um, Cole had told her like, I want to be as involved as I can be. So I was kind of at this point, like just focused on pushing Um and I just remember hearing her say, like, okay, dad, get your hands in there. And so Cole actually got to deliver Phoebe her head. I didn't even, like, crown. Her head just kind of popped out. <laughs> so Cole had to grab it. And then he kind of had to, like, help through the next couple pushes. Um, and they were, like, half pushes kind of to get her body out. And then Cole was able to put her on my chest. And, like, it was just the most beautiful moment for the three of us to, like, enter this world, bring her into this world all together. And I just like, I'll never forget it. It it was amazing. It was absolutely beautiful. And having the doctor there and the nurse and that I both, both people who I like would trust my whole life with. Um, and she had her first cries and then Cole and I both started crying. Um, and well, I will say she was covered in shit literally because she had pooped in me. Um, so I was covered in her shit. I didn't even care at the time, but now looking back, also it took me a while to get cleaned up. So, um, but they're not as gross. I thought it would be really nasty having them be like all slimy and, ugh. um, and you just don't think about it when you're in that moment. You're just kind of distracted. <laughs> and so yeah, Cole was like, it's a girl. And, uh, so we were like, Phoebe June, she's here. Uh, and she was seven pounds, two ounces. She was 19 and a half inches long. Um, and she was just perfect. Like I, I have never looked at something and just immediately felt a love like that. Like it was just the most beautiful thing. And also the most, again, just like magical is the only word I have for it. Like it literally, I've never felt so connected to 
my physical body, my spiritual body, the universe, source, like everything. Like I, I literally felt the life coming out of me and not like dying, but like another life coming out of me. And then to just see her be so alive and so brand new, it was just, it was so cool. And then to have had that extra level of Cole being able to be the one that delivered her, like it was a dream. I, I, I feel extremely, extremely grateful and blessed that my birth was such a beautiful, beautiful thing because I know so many people have very traumatizing births um, and traumatizing experiences. And like, it just, it can be a lot to go through and I get it. It it was a lot to go through. I'm not, I'm not um, discouraging what I went through. um, But I also am just um, taking a moment to be grateful that it wasn't um, things, things can just go so wrong in, in birth. And I'm, I'm very grateful that everything, everything went so incredibly right and I really, um, truly believe that a part of a, a, re- a huge reason for that was because I was so trusting. I, I surrendered from the moment that I felt that first contraction at 2 a.m. All I did was choose to surrender to my body, to the universe, to source, to the journey of this life and just allow what needed to happen to happen. The pain that I needed to feel, I felt and I felt it in the rawest way and it felt good in a way. I mean, it, it did. It felt powerful. Like I, the, it, it's painful. Yes. Obviously again, it was the worst pain I've ever felt, but it also was the strongest I have ever felt. It was the most powerful. It was the most feminine. It was the most magical I have ever felt. I feel like I've said magical a million times, but it's just true. Like I, I it, it's an indescribable feeling to bring life into this world and to do so with a partner who you love so much and have such a connection with. And then to like have this thing now that's half him and half me, like it is the most incredible thing I've ever done in my entire life. And nothing has ever felt so right. Like from the moment that she, honestly, from the moment she was conceived, um, but it was just solidified in the moment that she was brought into this world, you know, earth side and was okay. I think especially with my previous, previous pain with, um, having had a miscarriage, I, it, it was one of those situations as pregnancy that while I was grateful and everything, I knew everything was real. It didn't feel really real until she was here. Like it, it still felt like something that could be taken away from me. And I still get that feeling now, like, oh my God, something could happen. But again, I'm surrendering. I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to be anxious about those things because I trust and I, I trust that I'm, I was meant to be here to be Phoebe's mom. And like, we already have such a beautiful connection bond between us. Like I, I have never felt anything like this and it has brought Cole and I so much closer. Like I always trusted him with my life, but now I trust him with my baby. <laughs> um, and it's just such a a crazy feeling. It really is. It's, I had a, last week, last Tuesday, I had like three really hard days. She was cluster feeding and it was, I, I wasn't sleeping. Like it just, it was the most difficult days of my life probably. Like it, it was the most pers- personally difficult. Um, and I sat there and I just was like, I don't know if I can do this. 
But then even when I had those moments of questioning or moments of doubt within myself, like I was able to just remember just like, it's just like a contraction. It's going to end. These, this is just a period. Like it's, it's going to come to an end and then it's, it'll be back to the normal. It'll be back to, and I'm not saying it'll be back to perfect and you know, all lolly, lolly da and everything, but I'm saying it'll be back to stable. Like, I think that's where a lot of us get mixed up is by hoping or waiting for the great moments. And it's like, no, just take your time to enjoy the stable moments, enjoy the mundane, slow moments. And like, that's where we are right now is we're back in like kind of our, I don't want to say routine because I'm not really doing a routine. I'm not really doing like a schedule for her. I know you're supposed to, but I'm just like, I'm just baby leading, like whatever she wants, she can get because she's perfect little angel. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's the story of how I became a fucking mother. Now I've been breastfeeding and pumping and like changing dirty diapers. And she came into this world a little over two weeks ago and I'm recording a podcast episode because I'm a boss ass bitch. And yeah, I haven't come back to smoking yet just because I want to really have this down before I, you know, inebriate myself or alter myself in any way. Plus I've just really wanted to be really present with this. Like I haven't, I've had a real high on just life (laughs) recently. Um, Yeah, it's been beautiful. It's crazy, guys. I don't know. I, f- I hope I haven't been, I feel like I've been speaking kind of like boring throughout this episode. I'm just like, but I just, am, I feel very like stable. I guess that's the only word I have. Um, and I mean that in a great way. Like I don't, I, I, it feels great to be stable. As someone with mental illness, stability is not something I often have. I'm grateful for it right now. Um, and that's another thing is, right, I've been so anxious about like postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis, postpartum anxiety. And I think of the three, I've definitely been experiencing some postpartum anxiety, um, but not anywhere to the level where I was mentally preparing for it. Um, like I, I've, I, I've been okay, which is weird. Like I, 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 Cole said it the other day, like he's waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like what's going to happen? Like things seem too good right now. Um, and I like kind of laughed. We laughed at that. But then I like reminded him and myself like, okay, but wait, like, no, things are, they simply are. Like that doesn't mean just because things are going well doesn't mean that you're due for something terrible to happen or anything like that. Like things can just be good. And eventually things will, there's the duality of life and things will go the other way and things won't be good. And that'll be okay too. And it's like a contraction. You breathe through it and you just trust, you trust the process. And then you get a beautiful Phoebes. Like, I can't, I wish you guys could be looking at her right now. I, I, she's perfect. She's the most beautiful little girl. And her fucking chart. Okay, she has a Leo sun, a Taurus moon, and a Libra rising. I, I have never been jealous of someone else's chart before. She's literally going to save the world and be beautiful while doing it. Like, beautiful inside and out. Um, yeah. Okay. I just missed you guys. I missed you and now I'm back and I've got a little Phoebe's doing it with me. I hope she hasn't been too loud breathing throughout this because she's right on my chest. If she is, let me know because then I won't do it like this again, but I probably will anyways because you're lucky to be able to hear her breath. Okay. I love you guys. Stay high. Bye.